Welcome folks, this is Arguments About League Over Coffee. Joining me at Society on King in St. Peter's is the man they call The Wiz, Gary Freeman. On the agenda this week, why don't Australian footy fans get around International Rugby League? Are coaches copying too much flag for their players' poor performances? And what does the future hold for Jerome Luai? Where's the international game at? Like, what? Why? Why is Origin on such a pedestal? Why is the representative football all about state of origin? We had a successful World Cup at the back end of last year. But yeah, it was fantastic. The, other than England playing Tonga at the end of this season, there's there's no game scheduled for New Zealand, the Kiwis, or the Kangaroos in Australia. It's amazing because all you hear the Aussies boys talk about is playing Origin, right? For us, we don't have that ability. We don't have the, the chance to play for our country, which is absolutely magnificent. I love that. But it just does my head in that they all just talk about origin, origin, origin. Maybe the Aussies are scared of that we'll beat them again. Well, the Tonga beat them recently. The Kiwis have beaten them yeah. recently. You reckon they're running a bit scared, do oh, you? absolutely. You think that too, don't you? No. <laughs> That's not what you said before. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you that you didn't say that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it about time that, you know, we have to give up something at club land? I think the initial game needs to survive. It, it needs to That's it, so that word, but, that survive. But, it shouldn't be about survive, it should be thrive. That's how they look at it, mate. If you ask any of those guys are on that international committee, it's all about where do they fit it in? That's the biggest thing, where do they fit in? They, someone's got to be strong enough to say, we want to have a three-test series against Australia, and we want to play Great Britain or at the end of the year and do a tour. Just cut the tools down. The World Cup in France, it's been kiboshed. Just bring it down here. If, if where, to New France, Zealand or Australia? Bring it to New Zealand. Play it in Dunedin, play it in Chicago, play it in Auckland, play it on the North Shore, play it, at, play it wherever you want. But mate, there's enough stadiums over there to do it. Just someone in New Zealand's just got to grab it by the, the bull by the horns and go, we'll stand up, we'll get you the money and get on with it. I reckon the English fans and the Kiwi fans would love it, mate, whether you played up there or down here. The one country we need to get on board is Australia. Yeah, well, you know what the Aussies are like, mate. Sonny, we're going to Las Vegas. That should be good for the NRL. Doesn't do anything for the international No, game. but it's not for the But well, we're going to Vegas and we're signing a massive deal there, but not one person has come out and said, we need this. We need the international game to survive. In the end, it's only good for one part of the game and that's the NRL. And it just seems to me that's all they're thinking of. He, he rules with a dictatorship. When Australia play at home, they've got to vote with their feet. And got to they've got get, to get to the game. Get, get off their the butts, get to the game. Doesn't matter who they play. Yeah. Sometimes it's too easy for the Aussie media to write off all the Kiwis and the Great Britain sides, the Tongans, Samoan lads. You know, oh, they won't do this, they won't make the game good. There's a lot of rubbish. They'll get out there and give it their best shot. And you know what? The fans, like, you've seen Samoa versus yeah. New Zealand, packed. Mate, well, Samoa versus Australia, packed. Mate, I went, when, when England played Tonga over in New Zealand, it was oh, actually insane. Crazy, eh? It was insane. Yeah. Like, they did not stop singing. Yeah. Like, the atmosphere. That's the best atmosphere I've yeah. ever played in. People ask that, which is the favourite stadium. Well, it was at Eden Park playing Tonga. Yeah. It beats Wembley. Yeah, beats really? Ultra. Oh, wow. Just because of the atmosphere that yeah. was generated, I think from a playing point of view, that's what you, that's what you want. <laughs> Gary, you um, were player and coach. Do you think the coaches get too much blame some of the times? Is it the responsibility? 
purely on the coach. Oh, I think the players are going to shoulder some of the blame. I think that uh, when I had um, the great Alan Jones coach me and we, um, we had a fallout, I think once the, the coach doesn't believe in you as a player or trust you, uh, then you're always going to go backwards. You're not going to go there with the right right mindset. So I think when you're looking at the coaches, they're a, a lot easier target and they get written about all the time and when they're going to get sacked and how long they've got and give them three more games. But, you know, they seem to find this information out, James, and I'm, it's supposed to be a secret. It's a, it is. A, there's no there's no <laughs> such thing as a secret in rugby league. There's they, none. They don't there exist. There is none. Okay, well, well, let's look at why. See, I think that a, a coach... They are the people in charge, and it's easier to turn over one person than to turn over a complete roster. And we see so many times in sport where, you know, a, a coach changes, and that the attitude of the team seems different. I'm going to have to disagree with that, mate, because if you look at the Dragons, I don't think what they do down there, they're going to have no coach, and I think they'll still play the same way. So I think, you know, when you look at their attitude week in week out. You've got to probably ask yourself the question, do they need some changes in their roster, ASAP, to make them a lot better? The best thing they've done there, the Dragons, mate, the best thing, though, is making Laurie their captain, because he is one guy who gives 100% all the time. But if you've, say, they've sacked Anthony Griffin and the young guys come in to take over, they've got the same result. There's been no change, I believe, from the players. OK, well, is that the wrong question, then? We always talk about coaches, players. There's some responsibility got to go to the board. You know, and the people that are in charge of appointing these coaches and signing off on player recruitment, player retention. I, I think the, the better clubs, the coaches have all the say. They have their recruitment officer, but in the end, it comes down to the coach going... The book stops the, with... He, is he, is that bigger. what makes a good coach then? Someone so. that's, a, that's a dictator? I think if you look at Wayne Bennett over the years, that's exactly what he's done. He's got what he wants, when he wants it, and the players he wanted. I think that's one thing that when I even I took over coaching, I had guys around me, but in the end I was going to make the decision because I went, you know, if I'm going to fail, it's going to be me. I'm not going to be able to blame anybody else. I think when you look at the players I've mentioned, like Craig Bellamy and, and uh, Wayne Bennett, that have been around a long, long time, it is a dictatorship without doubt. And yeah. I think if you ask the players and the ones that they've sacked would probably say, yes, I don't believe in what he's doing, so they get rid of me. Well, for me, good, good coaching, it's people management skills, yep. but it's also how they shape the environment around, know, for, the, the, around group. the group. You know, yeah. It can be small changes can make a big difference. I, I, I look at some of the coaches that I've had and you probably look at what the, the messages they were delivering to you and you probably started to wonder, and I think that's the first part of the equation, like when you listen to them and you go, well, I'm not really sure they've got this 100% right. And then the players will start talking, as they do, James, and you would have been part of it at the same time as I was. And then you start to go, well, do I push that aside or do I let that take over me as a player and I blame the coach for what's, what I'm not doing? Um, I mentioned Alan Jones before. Like We completely fell out and I went and played reserve grade, but even in reserve grade, I didn't play that good. I was still so angry about what was happening above me. So. I agree. What they do up the top, and if you don't believe in it, it's a two-way street, mate. With the coaches and this new generation of players, the taskmaster, that drill sergeant almost, do you think that's going a little bit? Because it was, it was like that in your day, wasn't it? Where it was, oh, yeah. You just you got ruled told with what an to do. Fist. Yeah. Well, we, we had Warren Ryan, who's one of the, the great coaches. Um, I, I honestly was so confused, I didn't even know what I was doing. 
I would come home, James, know where I had a booklet like this. I'd write down all these plays, where I stood, where I run, did this, did that, passed this ball. I had no idea. And then one day I just woke up, I said, mate, if, if I don't know what I'm doing on the field, sack me, get rid of me. So I think there's part of it, you need that organisation, yeah. the direction, you need direction. But if you look at all the, the real successful coaches, it's all about you do it my way or go home. Do you think though that the the new generation of coaches more in touch with this, the, the younger generation that perhaps need an arm around the shoulder at the right time, rather than the I'm tough look. I'm not too sure they need around their the shoulders around their. <laughs> oh, so you you go put your arm around the shoulder and then, and then into a chokehold, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, like WWE, yeah, like big time wrestling or something like that. What do you think? Wouldn't I, that be funny? They would make the papers. Uh, it would. I, see, I, I never, I never got the arm around the. Sh- I got the, yeah, yeah, I yeah. got the headlock treatment, not the arm around the shoulder treatment. But I think some of them, they, they seem to respond better to a, an arm around the shoulder. There's always been those players in the game. It doesn't matter what year you play. There's always been a player that you can't talk to a certain way, or you can't have some fun with, and you know, you just, you know, you know, so serious. But mate, in the end, it's, it's how you. It, as you're saying, how you manage those players. And I think I spoke to Craig Bellamy about this, about how he manages the difference of the players and the age group and all that. He said, yeah, he went the other way, but he's come back, <laughs> my way or the highway. Because in the end, his head's on the top of the board. And if you can't do what you're told, then you're out. So when you, when you were coaching, how did you deal with the outside noise? Yeah, even though we lost, or we didn't lose against Great Britain, we drew, you know, I, I still got sacked. Because the media in, the, in, the, in New Zealand were saying, got to get rid of Freeman. So, which, okay. and they have no idea. They have no idea, mate. They just so make the, it up. The, the, the media, no idea. Do you make were, it up. Was there a witch hunt for you? Uh, what, was, what was behind? So that, take us, tell us about that then as a, as a coach and when you're, here, yeah, I'll tell you re, the honest, when you're reading these yeah. things, like. Oh, mate, I think when it comes from other players that, a conversation about you with the media and say this is what this is what they should be doing when they're not away on tour they don't know what's going on they don't know the injuries you have the players and what the players are going through um, but then you know if you don't have the the top like the president or the, or the chairman or the board that's going to give you support it makes it a bit more difficult which I never had to be mm. really honest you never had that support no chance how, how important is that because I, I think it's almost everything having the people that run the club not the Trust team you. believe in you yep. back you all yep. the way 100% let's pick this let's pick the coach's hill and we'll die on it together yep. Yep. but I don't think there's enough of that there's too much backstabbing going on there's too much games being played too many favours <laughs> that are owed to club managers like team uh, sorry not team player managers like they're in with people at different boards and say, like, hey, we've got to bring this player in. You can't yep. pick that guy. Yep. This guy's got to, you know, I've got another client that I want to look after. It's 100%. Those are the games that good head coaches just cut off completely. Well, they, they believe in certain people and those agents, which they have to because they've got to have some trust in somebody that they're going to get those players. But it's all a big game, isn't it, James? We, you know, when you left like dogs and gone over to the dragons, they got you over there for a reason. They believed in you, they trusted you, they knew what you were going to deliver as a player and as a, as a leader in that group. That, that's the big, big difference I feel. Have you got any good stories about good coaches you were saying before about a coach that would uh, 
come round the pubs of Castleford to <laughs> yeah, Malcolm, stop, really? stop, stop the lads getting on the, on on the, the syrup. Oh, what he does, Malcolm, he trades them as long as he can and then they spend less time at the pub on a Friday night. <laughs> and then what he would do, Malcolm, because he knew all the blokes would go out, he would go to the pub and go, you, get out, you, go out, and then they just transfer, you know, there's about yeah. 17 pubs in yeah. Castleford, and they just go to each individual pub. Music, he spent more, musical <laughs> pubs. Musical <laughs> pubs. He spent more time chasing the players out than I think in, and enjoying it, mate. Well, that, that's it's funny. He was that, scary, that's, man. That's coaching for you. That's dedication. Well, I, I think he knew to get the best out of them. He couldn't let them get on the, on the drink too much, but it didn't stop them. Yeah. He, he tried hard, but I still don't believe it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you got, what, you have a gallon? A gallon? A, ga- a gallon a of... A gallon of, yeah, which is eight pints or something like uh, that. That's a gallon. I, I never had a gallon, mate. Don't you be pointing fingers at me. I'm, I never said nah. you did. <laughs> I think you're full of rubbish too. <laughs> One of the players in the spotlight at the moment, no doubting his ability, is back-to-back premiership winner, Jerome Luai, was dropped from New South Wales. Cody Walker comes in, does a great job. Firstly, is it the end of his origin career? What's the second question? We'll do the first one first. I knew you didn't have a second question. (laughs) I, I think he's in a real tough spot, mate. A real tough spot, because I think if you look at what Cody Walker did in that game three um, and the amount of ball that got out wide nice and early. Um, I think a lot of people in the game are going, maybe this kid should have been there in game two. I think, look, without the halfback beside him, I think he's come back to the field a little bit. And, and, and mind you, the, the Fords didn't dominate in the game one or game two too. But uh, He and Dylan Edwards are off contract, yep. are available to talk to other clubs from the 1st of November with a view to being signed on for season 2025. Yep. Do you think Penrith keep Luai? I think they'll always try and keep the both, but I don't think they can't. I think, you know, the salary cap, they've probably got some issues there with other young kids that are coming through. They signed a lot of older players too for long-term contracts. So I think if you're asking me the question, which one probably stays and goes, I think Edward stays and Luai will probably move on. Um, and if you're the Tigers, you probably chase him as quickly as possible because they need some sort of influence of a, a senior player in, in their squad. Yeah, a senior but, half role. Yeah, yeah, someone who can take control of a, of a football side, give them direction, and that's one they're lacking. A lot of good young kids at the Tigers, but going back to the other two, I think Edward stays, Luai goes. See, I th- I, I'm, I'm thinking don't even let Penrith make the call. I think Luai should go, I, I want to go somewhere else and, and prove myself all over again. Like, he's taken a lot of flack. And I think some of it has been unnecessary. I don't think he's performed that poorly in State of Origin. They, they've just mismanaged a few moments, yeah. um, New South Wales. I, I, I don't think his form has been that bad. But if he goes but, if he goes to his manager, I want to go to a team, where I maybe go from number six to number seven. I want to prove to the world, the rugby league world, that I'm not just Nathan Cleary's right-hand man, sidekick. I can run a team by myself. If I was him, that's what I'd be doing, going, I've I've got this, let me me go go to a club and I'll be the main man. I think if he wants to think that way, then that way is you go to the Tigers. A team that's underperforming, got a whole bunch of young kids, then got some great coaches that are there are trying to give them direction. And if you want to stand out and say, I want to run this footy side and I can change the way I do things, that's the team you go to. 
You don't go to like a Brisbane or whatever. I don't think it'd even make it in the Brisbane side anyway. I don't think they would take him. But I'm just using that as an yeah. example that, you know, from his side of it and all the stuff that he does off the footy side is probably let him down a little bit too. It's just his way of being, you know, like and he, he, he celebrates tries and he jumps over the top of people. I've got I've got uh, no problem with that. It's not me. It's not it's not me mate, personally, but that that that's him. I, I don't think I could jump that high anyway, number <laughs> yeah. one. But I, I think that you can do it a number of times and then people just go, you know, I'm I'm just over it. But I'm th- talking more the social media stuff. Yeah. You know, like in the end, just think about before you write that down, you know, or, and send it. And it's like doing an email at work. You get upset with a lot of people at work. You write an email, then you put it away. I used to send them all the time. I used to do exactly the same thing and fire up. But now you just go, hey, 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 hey. Just pull that back and you look at it and go, if I send that to the boss, I might have to get a new job. (laughs) I didn't didn't know New Zealand had email yet. Oh, no, I'm in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) You're the world's first Kiwi to use an email. I'm only joking, of course. (laughs) .com too. (laughs) <laughs> no, but, uh, for, for, this is good funny talk. Yeah. <laughs> so back to uh, Edwards Luai, who's more valuable? I think Edwards at that rock, fullback role, mate, bringing the ball back. And, it, and you know what? You probably see him transition into that 5 8 role at some stage. That's where I see him in the next probably two to three years. They, they got some other great kids out, out at Penrith, mate. So they lose, lose I, him I and thought, they replace him. I thought they were gonna, when they lost Coruscant, I thought they were going to really yeah. struggle this year. And they did at the start, but they just... Like, I thought they would struggle myself, personally, but, mate, what they've done out there with the, the direction of the team and all the rest of it and how they keep winning games without some of their key players, it's a great job. But where Dylan Edwards' value really is, is the job he does defensively. So yep. Panthers are the number one team defensively, and that's due to the organisational skills, the ability for Dylan Edwards to move his players around, to set the defensive line. I, I, I think that's part of the equation, but I do believe that what they do from the inside out is is the critical part. You know, you can always be told where to go and all the rest of it. If you don't get off the line and start doing things together, I think that's, that's where you're struggling. A lot of teams, like the Tigers, they go off, they start to slide, but then someone will jump out of the line. They just hold their line all yeah. the time. They don't panic. They but don't I, but panic. I think Dylan Edwards is the conductor of the defensive oh, yeah, line. Sure. So without yeah. him, you know, someone doesn't get in the right space, so then they can't rely on their systems. I think if he was to go, that he'd be hugely missed defensively. That's why I'm saying they'll they'll keep him. I I, I think if they want another three or four years up the top in that top four, top five. He's the he's the key to It start. probably also depends on who they've got coming through with such a strong junior base. If they've got a gun fullback waiting in the wings, then maybe you let Edwards go. Maybe that's part. It's not even the who's better between. Unfortunately for these guys, it might not even be better who's the best out of Luai and it's just what uh, they have Edwards in the background. or or who's most influential. It might be who's coming through. Have we got a gun five eight or have we got a gun fullback? And I think that's what I was saying before with Jerome is that where does he go if he has to go if you want to make a name for yourself and be a leader and someone that the players trust and follow you go to the Tigers you don't go anywhere else make that, it his team that's that's starting rock bottom and making yourself the number one player in the game could you, ima- you could you imagine if he goes to the Tigers and wins a premiership there that will be his legacy will be yeah imagine insane. that yeah imagine that I don't know if it could be done straight away, but... No, probably not year one. Yeah. We've got a crystal ball here? No. 
I'm not too sure that's going to happen straight off the bat. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> yeah, I thought you're going to get to that, James. <laughs>